0: Welcome to Heartbeat, the podcast of the Heart Women's Ministry. Heart is a Catholic women's ministry whose vision is to encourage women in their faith, in their life and in who God's created them to be. This is a place where you'll hear from some amazing women, share from their heart to your heart about who God is, what God's doing in their life and how they're doing their very best to live out their faith. We pray that you are blessed and inspired. Enjoy Heartbeat. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Heart Catholic Women. My name is Emma and I'm here with Rosemary. Hi, everybody. Now, I said just then I'm here with Rosemary, which, well, we are both talking together at the same time, but (laughs) we're actually across the country today. We're on opposite sides of Australia while I'm at home recording and Rosemary is getting ready for some parish missions that she will be running with Bruce as well over the next few weeks. So we're able to still record, even though we're not in the same place. Now, this week, the heartbeat that we're talking about is you titled God Sees Us and Comes to Our Aid, and you share the story of the hemorrhaging woman, which many of us might have heard that story a few times. If you've been to mass, you might have heard it or might have just read it yourself in the Bible. And the crazy thing about the hemorrhaging woman is that We hear that she's been bleeding for 12 years and I just think, whoa.
1: I know, we complain when it's the 12 hours or the... Just
0: uh, the, yeah, (laughs) a a week is long enough. Yes. Yeah, but 12 years. And you share about the heartache and the pain and that she would have gone and done everything she possibly could to figure out what this medical problem was. Yeah, she tried everything. Yeah. When I think of the word hemorrhaging, I think of it kind of if I was watching um a medical TV show where, yes. you know, they might go, oh, she's hemorrhaging, which to me means like you're losing a lot, a lot of blood. That's right. Like there's loss of life that comes with hemorrhaging. And even though this lady at the time wasn't necessarily losing her physical life, we know that at the time of Jesus, when you were bleeding, you were actually shunned away from society. Like you actually had to kind of go away for a little while. And so this woman would have experienced that kind of
1: shunning for like 12 years. And their loss of life was the physical mm. but also mental and spiritual because it was the physical. Think of, on, you know, if you bleed too much, you lose your eye and you actually need blood transfusions. Mm. She didn't have that. So she would have been even weak even no energy because, you know, they wouldn't have think, oh, we've got to have iron, got to eat spinach or replace it with different foods. And it was, you know, um, it's just not the whole part of her, the whole amount, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, would have had loss of life.
0: Yeah, yeah. There would have been a whole breaking down of like her society in the sense of who was around her because of this illness that she had. Yeah, and so if we think about then how does that relate to us or if you go like for yourself, how often have we felt like we're hemorrhaging in our lives? And I think you gave some good kind of just broad examples of like, well, the first one could be health. You know, you've got health issues that you just continue to see person after person after person and you just can't,
1: you know, find can't an answer. They They don't know what to do. It's a dilemma to them and you're trying the best of doctors, the best of treatments. Yeah. 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 I I, um,
0: I mean, you know this, Mum, but I have a condition called ulcerative colitis, which is a certain type of bowel condition, and a few years ago it was so bad I could barely function or leave the house because, and it was the kind of thing, not exactly like the hemorrhaging woman, but in the sense of how I could feel like her, and it was always constantly where is the closest toilet? I can't leave the house unless I know where it's going to be. And that really cripples you of how you're going to live your life. And so I think we can all relate that there may be something like that in people listening their lives that this is crippling. I can't live my life.
1: Maybe you have um, some mental health issues and you get anxious so much that it cripples your life that you can't even go out to meet people. You can't feel like you can be safe going out shopping or whatever it could be. That happens to so many people.
0: Yeah. And then if we think about relationships, maybe things just haven't been going well in terms of friendships or even romantic relationships
1: yeah. and yep. things
0: are just falling apart. And then one that I think he gave, which I think is a good one because we don't often think of it, but is maybe financially and with our business, if we run a business and you know, you think, you do think of the phrase hemorrhaging money, like you're just yeah. giving money away. Some of us, we may be crippled by our business not going well, um, by our
1: finances right now, with everything so tight in the world.
0: Yeah, that's right. Or and even you, another example you gave is just addiction. We all can at times have addictions that grip us, and we live our life of, around those addictions. And so, I think we can all we yeah. can all relate with this woman of being. Crippled in some way by something,
1: yeah, and not not maybe not you know forever. Might be a season, a time, um, but it can feel like it goes on forever. Mm, mm. Yeah, you know? that's but right. But we know that, um, like you spoke about, you know, we we don't live the full life we're supposed to live. Mm. And Jesus says, "I have come to bring you life to the full." So the fullness of life isn't just a gift He's giving us; He's actually, well, there's a gift but he's, he's actually healing whatever has gone before, whatever's mm. hindering us, holding us up, holding us into the future and, in, um, you know, to what God has for us. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: What it gives that he has.
0: So what can we learn then from this story that we see about the hemorrhaging woman? And the first thing I think we can learn is that we have to reach out Like this woman had to reach out. There's Jesus, you know, amongst the crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's there. Just like he's there in our life. But if we don't reach out to him because of the he treats us with free will, gives us free choice, he's still just standing in the crowd waiting. Mm, mm. So we have to reach out. And then what we hear is that or
0: we read is that she touches his cloak and I was thinking about it the other day when I was thinking about this podcast was touching his cloak makes me kind of think of if you've ever been to a a concert or if you've seen someone really famous and you think to yourself, if I could just get, you know, touch their jacket or if I could just get, you know, the serviette (laughs) that they were at at the cafe, you you know. (laughs) You know, that kind of like I will take whatever I can get type of Yes, attitude it was almost like this woman was like so desperate that if all i could do is touch his cloak then then i'll be satisfied. Yeah, and also but there we read that there's this this faith that she believes Jesus will be able to do something because she's probably heard of Jesus like with the crowds all around they would have heard of this prophet who was coming. So so we can reach out and then Touch his cloak, and what does that mean? I think for us that could mean simply just prayer, being present to him. Trying
1: out, Jesus,
0: come and help me. And then what we see, which I think you described really beautifully, was that, and I think it's actually quite powerful. The powerful part
1: of the whole story is you said Jesus calls her daughter. I know how beautiful. Mm. Brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Being known as the hemorrhaging woman, they didn't even know a name. She's now known as daughter, mm. a daughter of the living God, precious. You know, um, ability to live eternally with the Lord. Just, just what it can can um, configurates or what it sort of brings to your mind is amazing. Mm. It, it made me think, because you shared this as well, about how often. Are we
0: labelled with a certain label? Or that's the woman who's stressed or that's the woman who's, you know, whatever.
1: Angry or, all the time or yeah, whatever.
0: Or grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and how often maybe do we label other people that way too, if we think about yes. how we do it? Yes, yes. But that Jesus takes away that label and yes, calls her daughter. And what does and daughter means you're mine, it means you belong. You're in my family, like you're a part of my family. And it also means I see you. Yeah. So I just think that's a really, really powerful moment. Uh, The story also actually made me think, like we talk about how this woman would have done everything she could, saw doctors, saw different types of people to try and fix her problem. It made me think, how much better would things be if we don't wait to have done everything before we go to God? Like, what if we turn to him?
1: We're totally desperate.
0: Yes. And and I know know that sometimes God might want us to wait for answers to our prayers because he's doing something in us. But in terms of if we are waiting before we turn to him, how much better could it be if we turn to him earlier? So it makes me think and ask myself the question, do I have faith like the hemorrhaging woman? Do I have faith to reach out that Jesus could heal, that Jesus could change a situation? And that's sometimes a bit of a challenge to think about whether or not I do have that.
1: And that's why I love in the Bible when the father who came to Jesus and said, could you heal my son? And Jesus said, of course I can heal your son. And the father replies, "Um, I believe but help my unbelief. Mm. Know, we're frail. I believe in you, Jesus. But you know, there's part of me that gets scared, part of me that looks at the circumstances, situation of my life, and I go, Do I hope to believe? Mm. And just be honest with Him. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Just Mm. be honest. God loves honesty.
0: Mm. And the thing is, If we're not honest, he still knows it anyway (laughs) because he's (laughs)
1: all-knowing. I know, and then he goes, well, is there something else you need to share with me? Yes,
0: that's right. Mm. So this week, the weekly challenge is to reach out to God and hopefully we can do that before we get to the point of I've done everything in my own strength and we can turn to him earlier. So we hope that that chat has really blessed you, that... Maybe God has spoken something to you about your own situation. And we look forward to chatting with you all again next week. Bye, everybody.